In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The very, very first Christians declined to make any paintings or icons or statues of Christ on the cross. They themselves had seen so many devastating crucifixions. They had seen them with their own eyes that it was just too painful for them to remember Jesus Christ in that way. Even for us now, 2,000 years later, the crucifixion can be not only painful, but also confusing. Just how do the nails of the cross hold together all the elements in the gospel appointed for this day? Light and death and evil and snakes and the only Son incarnate, faith and darkness and eternal life and God and the gift of love and us and everybody else in a way that brings us all back to paradise. In a word, it is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son to be lifted up on the cross like that old bronze serpent in the wilderness. Crucifixion shows us that divine love is not an abstract thing. Divine love is so tangible, it is so concrete, it is so fleshly that you can betray it and strip it and flog it and pierce it. But the pain and the hate and the horror that killed Jesus, that pain and hate and horror that so troubled those first Christians, still pose an honest and a profound question for us today. Why did God's love put Christ on a cross when a man on a cross takes so long to die? Here is one thoughtful answer from a brilliant little book by Father Romana Cesario. Choosing the cross gave Jesus three final hours to think about each one of you for one last time before he died. Jesus paid a horrible cost for that last three hours, not only having his hands and feet split with nails, but also by having the sins of the entire world piled upon him. So if Jesus looked down from the cross on that first Good Friday and he saw your face in the crowd, what would Jesus think of you? He was thinking that God loves you. Not because we are good, but because God himself is pure goodness. Just how much Jesus loves you, you and I who are so often evil and dark and sinful and rebellious and unlovable, all the things described in the gospel for today. Just how much Jesus loves you is clear from his final humiliation. When the soldier pierced Jesus' dead body with a spear and out came blood and water. We all came into existence from that blood and water. 
as baptism built the church and Eucharist nourished the church. Baptism pulls us into the wounds of Christ. Don't you know that all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, Romans 6. And Eucharist pulls the wounds of Christ into you. I speak to you as sensible men. The cup of blessing that we bless, it really is drinking the blood of Christ. The bread that we break, it really is eating the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So it is a profound thing. It is a divine and forgiving and saving and concrete thing that love takes our place on the cross and becomes for us a sacrifice and an atonement. And more than that, that love looks down from the cross, blessing us rather than cursing us. Now who can resist a love like that? A love that would die for us. And that, you see, is the happy news that brings us to the rose color and the fourth Sunday of Lent, Lytara. I was rejoicing. I was very glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Because when I go to the house of the Lord and Jesus looks down at me from the cross, I know exactly what Jesus is thinking about me. And you know exactly what Jesus is thinking about you. You come this morning and you can be glad, even in Lent, like Tara. You can be glad because of what Jesus thinks of you. He looks down from the cross and he loves you. He does not hate you. He looks down from the cross and he wants to bless you. He does not want to destroy you. He wants to make you fully human. He wants to make you happy. He wants to make you what you were meant to be. He hopes with all his heart that when he loves you, you will love him back. If love is so concrete, if divine love is in you and on you, and you are in divine love, then I suppose that the Christian life is something as simple as Monday Thursday, where not only is the Eucharist given, but also Jesus washes feet. It's very simple. Says Jesus, I have given you an example that you all should do just as I have done. That is love in action. And that is our life together as the children of God. Our destiny is to love. Happy lives are constructed by loving truthfully. Faith working in love leads us to paradise. All Cesario. From the Catechism we know that Satan, the world, and our flesh challenge our love for God every day. Satan, the world, and our flesh challenge our love for each other every day. But that challenge is a lie, 
and it is absolutely no good for us. The only alternative to love is destruction. So this morning, let's agree once again to live and rejoice in the gift of the cross. All of us together, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, we live and rejoice that God loves us so concretely, sacramentally, on the cross, in the flesh. And it turns out that the nails from the cross actually do hold the whole world together for you in divine love. So when Jesus looks down from the cross at you this morning, you know exactly what he thinks of you. He thinks the world of you. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.